Tijuana Sound Machine Sound Machine Sound Machine Welcome all to episode number 11 of Lucha World, and big, big news. What is scarier than a big, bad Bautista? What would that be, Fredo? A mini Bautista. There was a mini Bautista in Lucha Libre. Yeah. That's the big news this, that this, is the big for news. this show. No other news can trump that piece of yes. information. Hello, this is Vandal Drummond with Alfredo Wasparsa. Nothing else happened in the last month. <laughs> nothing, nothing. All the Lucha shows have been closed down. Yeah. Um, Only one match occurred this week, and that was Mini Bautista. Actually, the last two weeks. Yeah. Mini and Bautista. For, for, that re- for that matter, there's been no professional wrestling in Mexico or America or Japan because everybody's uh, buying into that Mayan calendar thing and they're just, you know... You notice how we call them Mini Bautista? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're, we're channeling Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> it's Mini Bautista. So true. Batty. He's Bautista. You know, before we, we begin, did you hear about um, who passed away this week? Mike, Mike Boyette. Mike Boyette, the yeah. hippie. Yeah, yes. I was surprised. <clears throat> I was too. I actually dug Mike Boyette. I think that was our third episode for Slam and Stan was... Talking about Mike Boyette and all the jobbers. We talked about, yeah, we had that... Who you never saw as a jobber in the UWF, right? You saw him as a, as a hippie. No, I, actually, I never got to see him as the hippie. Oh, you didn't? Uh, I remember reading about him as the hippie ever since I was a little kid when he teamed with Mickey Doyle. And uh, I'm sure Mickey Doyle really appreciated you telling him. I, enjoy, I used to read about you when you were a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> Yeah, uh, Mickey Doyle, I actually trained with one in 1984, and one of the reasons... And you were sharing all these stories about, I used to read up about you, Mickey Doyle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how does it feel to be old now? Yes. But now, I wouldn't have bothered him, because Mickey Doyle was in amazing shape uh, for the age he was. Uh, when I knew him, what, he's probably in his 40s, I think. But uh, one of the reasons the, the hippies hit home with me is, when he teamed with Mike Boyette as a hippies... Uh, one of uh, the women, uh, one of the groupies at the matches, uh, made these really nice red, white, and blue uh, leather vests for the hippies. And uh, Doyle was showing me his, and I'm just like, God, that's nice. And I think a few months later was when uh, uh, I went up to work for Al Timco in Vancouver. And before I left, Mickey Doyle came up and gave me the vest and said, you know, that's yours. Wow. So I still cool. have that vest to this day. That is really cool. Yeah. And uh, he, he said the, the hippie gimmick was short, but he, he loved it. Yeah. And, and the other person that passed away was um, Buddy Jack Roberts. Another. That's one that really made me sad. Yeah. I, I, I talked with him at Cauliflower Alley about nine years ago and only been of that one time. But we talked for an hour and he, he just was, um, you know, I, I just came up and told him, like, I remember you as the Hollywood Blondes, and I didn't even expect to carry on a conversation. Just, yeah, just want to tell him he rocked, and we ended up talking for over an hour. Wow! 
And uh, one of the did you do the moonwalk? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had drank enough that I felt like I was doing moonwalk. <laughs> but uh, you know, in fact, that Mickey Doyle story comes up there again because I, uh, when I knew Mickey Doyle, he's showing me his scrapbooks of uh, photos and clippings and stuff that he had uh, kept. And there was a photo of Buddy Roberts there, and uh, Mickey Doyle said. That guy right there, Buddy Roberts and Harley Race. If you can't have a good match with them, if uh, if they could not carry you to a good match, then you're a wrestler who's so bad, you know, just quit the business. Yeah. And I, I, I told Buddy Roberts that, and you know, I was half expecting to hear this, uh, you know, long philosophy on how you book stuff. But he just paused and said, yeah, "Mickey Doyle said that." He said, "said." Now, that kind of compliment means something coming from somebody like Mickey Doyle. So, yeah. He just seemed like a very, uh, you know, not full of himself. That's good to hear considering he teamed with like Michael Hayes and right. <laughs> Terry Gordy who were kind of, reading those stories, you know they were crazy. And he, yeah, exactly. And he was shooting down Jack Daniels uh, shot after shot uh, all through the whole conversation. And <laughs> if I was doing that, I would have been sprawled out on the floor and he was just not even slurring his words. I, I think he probably figured he's he's already went through the yeah. <laughs> the worst the worst thing in life. He might as well exactly. just enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Sounds like he had a really enjoyable life. Yeah. He was a good guy. We'll talk about this a little more on the Slam yeah on the Slam and Stand. Which, by the way, uh, before we get full on into Lucha, uh, Slam and Stand is returning really soon. We don't actually have a date set yet, but it is coming back. Uh, uh, we miss doing it. We want to thank the folks who have uh, expressed interest in hearing it again. We didn't yeah, realize we have, we have a little bit of a posse, so we thought everybody hated it. We did. <laughs> no, we, we thought oh, just like this show. We, we think thought all hates the five show. people who listen to it, even though they hate it, thank you. But no, th- uh, thanks to the folks who've sent us uh, emails and such. Um, so yeah, we'll be getting slam stand going soon. Um, and the the other thing I want to mention before we start is. Uh, check out Dan Farron's uh, Classic California page on Facebook. Uh, Classic California Wrestling, that is. Uh, for anybody who's a big Southern California wrestling fan. Uh, and I think Northern California, too. Yeah, Northern California, too. Could does a little uh, Northern A lot California. of Lucha, too, because of all the guys who've been around, in, around, in and around yes, L.A. Exactly. Um, uh, he has several podcasts up. There's two very good ones. One with uh, Jeff Walton and a... Uh, uh, Another really good one with uh, Johnny Legend. And then there's two really crappy ones with a guy named Kurt Brown. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, <laughs> That's actually pretty good too, Kurt. Don't... He had to use yes. somebody as a guinea pig, yes. so... <laughs> His options were you or me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the best damn guinea pig I yeah. can be, Dad. And I think Dan realizes... <laughs> He realizes I don't want to hear more about the old timey stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, but the, the which one, isn't true. The one with it's Johnny Legend. <laughs> one, I enjoy those shows. They are fun. The one with Johnny Legend is especially fun if you want to get like this really tangible sense of uh, Southern California wrestling back in the '60s and '70s because he does great descriptions of what the arenas were like, uh, you know, where the wrestlers hung out. Yeah, the uh, Freddie Blassie stuff was really oh, good. Oh, that was yeah. incredible. You know, there, uh, he, by his own admission, he doesn't remember, remember specific dates, but he's, so he, I guess you wouldn't call him so much a historian as you would uh, somebody who can just paint the most beautiful scene of what was going on there. It's, it's I, I guarantee you, listen to that interview. It's, it's one of the best podcasts I've heard in a while. Okay, now there, you know, we were lying at the beginning. There's a lot going on in a lot going on in lucha. But we're talking about on um, Sunday being a big show for big week, a big day for yes. lucha. And December second was yeah. an especially big uh, day for lucha. Yeah, there was Guerra de Titanes for AAA. CMLL had a big title match between Sombra and La El Terrible, mm-hmm. and then IWRG had their pris- um, fatal prison prisión fatal. Yes. Which was, dig the name of yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know the thing about IWRG, which is really good about them, is that they plan out their their twelve, mm-hmm. their twelve big match, their twelve big um, shows. They plan them out ahead of time. That's very so, cool. like because they're already like scheduled, so they pretty much already know. In fact, this was I, you know uh, what I said in the last podcast. What I was, was going to watch some IWRG, 
And we'll uh, get to that later. Okay, we'll because we got to talk about AAA first. Okay, AAA. Is AAA the big news. first. Uh, the big news was um, Tejano Jr. finally winning the AAA World Mega Championship ah. from Messias. On the same night, Terrible retained his title, which is kind of like one one of the far more interesting things because a year ago. Um, Tejano made the decision to leave CMLL That's right And Terrible made the decision to stay in CMLL So they are both benefiting from that breakup Very cool yeah, so, so to us, two turning points on the same day yeah, Of former it, partners It was a bloodbath too If you if you look at the pictures uh-huh. Absolute bloodbath I don't know how they're going to I mean I, I can't remember I, I don't think they're as big big on blood in Mexico well, and in, and <laughs> So also, it's not going to air here <laughs> It's not going to air here So we don't really care There's a lot of blood That's interesting because you know, blood blood matches in lucha often are saved for you know the angles or the stipulations. Usually, the uh, title the title matches, matches are usually really like scientific. Yes, or, yes. Yeah. I wonder if that's kind of yeah. Well, it's triple A though. It's triple A. Triple A with Conan and and a more Americanized. Yeah, things are crew. changing. Yeah, that was the big news. Also, that that day, um, they had a couple of debuts. I think you know about Octagon Junior. Yes, Samurai Del, Samurai Del Sol is Octagon Junior. Mm-hmm. They debuted his um his rival, which is Pentagon Junior. Okay. And they brought in a Parca a Parca Negra to feud with La Parca. And do we know who what the story behind the Parca Negra is? Just to feud with Parca. Yeah, but he's so, no no. You know they're doing the they're doing the op- the opposite. You know they've done this like the the new the the real the real McCoy versus the fake mm-hmm. guy. That's what they're doing. But the Pentagon Junior's, um, I, I believe it's Dark Dragon. Okay. So that should be pretty interesting because Dark Dragon's pretty good versus cool. Octagon Junior. And the other thing that happened that day was um, Vampiro losing his hair. <laughs> but yes. he didn't get his head shaved. This, is, this was like the big thing. Like everybody was talking about how it was, it was probably like, if you look at the, at, the other, at the six guys involved, it was the hair. Everybody put their, whoever it was, there was four guys putting their hair on the line and then two guys putting their mask on the line. Yes. You knew Parka, Alley Park, and Dr. Wagner weren't going to drop their mask mm. in a cage match. Um, Paraguayo Jr., I don't think he was... He's, his hair is far more valuable in a single I, I was going to say, why? if you're going to drop that head of hair, why do it in... Same thing with Cibernético, I think. Yeah. So then that left Vampiro, who has short hair, mm-hmm. and um, Chessman. Who's basically like the lowest member yeah. of the group? So it ended up being those two in the end, with Cibernetti, uh, with Vampiro losing the match and getting a haircut, <laughs> but not in front of the fans too. In the backstage, You're they kidding. cut his hair. They just trimmed it. Like if you see it, it's just it's just like a normal haircut. You know, they got rid of his emo look. Basically, hair versus hair is one of the coolest stipulations ever, and that's a way to kill it forever. And they've been killing it for the last that's several stupid. years. You know. Just don't do it at all. Just, uh, just have a, just have a cage match, and whoever loses gives up something or like yeah, drops, yeah. drops a mean, belt or something. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, good luck uh, getting people to buy the tickets to the next hair versus hair match. Well, you know, there's always people. You know, people still go to like a lot of that stuff, though. So. Yeah, yeah. But it's all about how they're booked, and also Daga Daga won the AAA Cruiserweight title because I guess Juventus still hurt. He did oh, an wow. in, he sold a he did an injury angle on the card, but Daga Daga won. And what's your impression of Daga? Better last year. Mm-hmm. This year, he's good. But there's so many other guys who have kind of like overshot mm-hmm. him because they're so much better. They're so much. I don't know. They just have more charisma or like better. Or just more. They're, they're newer. They're exciting. Right. Do you get? Okay, do you get a sense of why he's getting the push of, of, oh, he, of them? Well, first of all, he's good. He's a good worker. Mm-hmm. And I, they like him. He kind of fits what um, Conan and they like of gotcha. uh, indie wrestling in yes. the U.S. That's kind of what, what it is. Oh, very good. I personally like Phoenix more than he, him, but, you know, who am I to <laughs> nitpick? Who are we to be the bookers? Yes, and, and at the end of the show, they had um, Conan come out and announce that he was um, taking all the heels... A bunch of the heels joined up together and announced that they were leaving to start their own promotion. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know what it was. Something like that. And um, immediately afterwards, that that same old rumor that we've heard for the last three or four years 
Let me guess. Yes, go AAA ahead. AAA is coming to the United States. Yes, that came up again. <laughs> but this time it was Mexicans who were, like, falling for ah. it. So it wasn't us. <laughs> so now, now that's new. That's the latest. But, I mean, see, it all comes down to what's going on with that Lucha Libre USA deal. Yes. If that deal's done, then I think maybe it's possible. But if it's not done, I still don't see how it's going to happen. Right. And, you know, the other thing is, I don't know how they're going to make money in the U.S. I mean... Right now, wrestling in the U.S. isn't really that... And, and I, I, I seem kind of baffled how anybody makes any kind of money uh, other than finding some huge money mark a la TNA. I mean, are you going to come here and do house shows the way they do throughout Mexico? I, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, a dated way of doing it. And the last time Could they were here, done? the last time they were here, I mean, they, they didn't do that well. Yeah. So, And they look really crappy, too, the... I don't know who was a. I think it was the same group that started Lucha Libre USA, wasn't that sponsored that? I or, or was that cheese? Wasn't that cheese company that the sponsored cheese, that? The cheese <laughs> it was company. Like, it was some like food company. <laughs> but okay, it, if we ever promote, I want to get sponsored by the cheese. The cheese company. company. No, it was like Curacao or something, or Curacao or whatever the fuck that's called. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we've been hearing for eons that they're coming to the states and. They had that. It'd just, be kind of cool if they did. But I would I mean, love it. I would be jazzed. I, I mean, it's just like the last time they were here, everybody, even when they were here the last time, people complained of how bad the wrestling was. Wow. Remember all the people who showed up, they said the wrestling was kind of crappy. You know, and when you're going to someplace for a first time, you want to just make, you know, I mean, I know they were here before, but that was years ago. Well, I'm talk, what, and when I talk about the current incarnation, the, the, the last time they were here was like in what, 2000? It was in it wasn't the 2000s. Long ago, was it? it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Because I know Dr. Lucha went, didn't he go to one of the shows? Because he was the one that was, yeah. said it was kind of crappy. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's the thing. You're, you're trying to make a, a, an impression on a place where you have not treaded in a long time. And that's, you want to make a, a, a great initial impression. Yeah, and the other thing I will say is that they've improved the roster, though. Mm-hmm. They've improved the roster from the last time they the last time they were here. They had a, I mean, they had La Parca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, guys like that showing up. It, it, the, the roster's far better now. Like, that's even cool. if it's half the roster, they're still like... There's still more guys that would be, they'd be more pleasing to the American crowd. No, I haven't. I haven't. You haven't watched AAA I since. I haven't watched AAA. I haven't. He hasn't watched AAA since he promised he would watch more right, AAA. Right, exactly. I'm making no promises yes. today. No. I, I, I haven't like dropped a Twitter email to Conan for a while, but word is he's going to be wrestling regularly again. I think next year. He okay. said he's going to. I hope he's okay. A because... retirement or something, a, a retirement yeah. run. Yeah, just. Um, I mean, he's had to score health problems. I just hope he's not overdoing it. Yeah. Probably going to wrestle Vampiro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that, you would know the other thing. that would be money. We that never, would be money. We never hear anybody criticize like certain stuff in Mexico. Mm-hmm. There were people who were just criticizing how shitty Vampiro and Chessmen were in there really? at the end of the match. They were oh, like, wow. They got criticized. Like, they were saying that they were really... It, it was probably the laziest part of the laziest thing that they they were working very lazy mm-hmm. but i mean they were probably setting something up because outside there were attacking the other guys right there was like a run-in you know it's triple a they do close yeah the yeah yeah okay let's see now the other thing was um cmll that same night had sombra who almost came close to beating terrible for the cml cml world heavyweight title very disappointed that he didn't win but terrible came through yeah hmm? very disappointed because sombra sombra wins that he would have been wrestler of the year, hands down. He should be. I he think, should be either I think way. He's so he, awesome. Yeah. Just and you know what's so funny is that La Sombra prepared for that bodybuilding competition, mm-hmm. and I think you've seen him like a couple of weeks ago, like maybe like in no, September. But I, but in I, but September, maybe but in I've September. Seen, I've seen so many times. He looked a little bigger. Remember, I, we yes. would always talk about how much bigger he looked. Yes. I think we might have talked about about that in the last podcast. While um, in this this match, he looked like he lost like twenty pounds. <laughs> so it's like everybody's like, he doesn't look like it because he's he had the physique for the bodybuilding competition. Was that him I saw in the pharmacy when I when we traveled to Mexico? <laughs> Where you were trying to buy was it Winstrol? <laughs> well, yeah, what it was when we when uh, we went to Puerto Vallarta. I'm tooling around and I saw a pharmacy, and of course it had a big placard of drugs you could buy. Uh, the funniest moment of that is there's a. A group of American friends in front of us walking by the pharmacy, and one of the guys like, "Oh my God, you could buy Viagra and Cialis here!" And I'm saying, "Why say it that loud? You might have 
it, well, just screamed to everybody, I can't get it up! I can't get it up! <laughs> You've got to remember, you're in Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, yeah, but How many people all are, his friends. Oh, that's true, yeah, all, the, all the tourists. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, um, we went to Cabo San Lucas, and I swear, Cabo San Lucas had more pharmacies within uh, uh, three blocks than we do Starbucks. Jeez. And they had these long lists of the stuff, and, you know, the usual... Uh, um, you know, Cialis, Viagra, Soma, um, all the different antibiotics for really cheap. And then we're walking by one, and it says Winstrel. Oh, wow. And I just stop. No way. And then we keep walking. And then we are going by another uh, pharmacy, and it says Decadurbalin on there. Oh, jeez. Which is like, like a mega steroid, and... I said, honey, I just got to see if they have it. I, I, and I didn't think they I did. I should mention Kurt is really ripped right now. Yeah, that's right. I'm getting really <laughs> testy. Really, yes. Yeah, don't that one time, me, man. That one time we turned off the show was Kurt actually threatening to kill me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And he, he, he had to do the uh, the old thing where he hooks he hooks my mouth. So. Yes. Kept them down. That's right. That's Straight right. jacket. Yeah. He, he kept me from swallowing my tongue, so yes. I want to thank Fredo. So... We go into the uh, um, one pharmacy, and we ask them just about some of their medicines. And then I said, and it says Decadurbalin? And the girl says, I don't know what that is. And she looks on the, you know, the counter says, we don't have it here. And she opens up a catalog, and she goes, oh, that's something if you buy it... um, uh, you have to wait here, and somebody brings it to you. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and so he said, "You oh, see some little kid show up, like just running Vicodin." Exactly, because exactly, there are certain things they won't sell there. They won't sell Vicodin. They won't sell Percocet. Um, mm. They will sell Somas, which are you know, yeah, you the, might as well sell Vicodin. Yeah, too. That's that's like the biggest thing for us. Yeah, exactly. That's their candy. Yeah. Um. So then I said, "Okay, I got to ask about the Winstrel too." So I, I, uh, we, uh, um, <laughs> we went to the shop and said. Do you really sell Winstrel? And she just the lady started laughing and says, "No, no. The the owner put the sign out there so people would come in and ask, do we really have it?'" <laughs> and well, their ploy worked. I, I didn't buy anything uh, from there, but you know that probably explains the they trips. They did get me in the shop. That probably explains the trips to like those parts of the of the country where it's like <laughs> all the wrestlers. Oh no doubt. You see a bunch of mascots showing up. <laughs> like oh my god. Hey. Well, that's the other thing. I remember years ago when I'd be in Mexico, like you know, even going to the luch matches in Tijuana. They used to sell, like, really bad uh, ceramic pottery of, like, different Charlie Brown characters. A lot of shirts saying Tijuana or uh, Simpsons shirts. But now, almost every shop uh, in the ports in Mexico have tons of lucha masks. I mean, it's Laced like... with pot. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I would have come home with those. You know what would have been funny if you had a you had a portrait of yourself. You would have picture taken a picture of the portrait. Oh, you should have gotten Dave Meltzer's portrait, man. I thought you were gonna we were gonna pay back Dave for what he. T- oh, uh, we we got to do an angle yeah, off that. Yeah. An angle that won't make any money, yeah. but doing it for the sake of. Uh, so anyway, uh, Terrible ended up winning the same. Good. The and hours later, Tejano Jr. won. I guess it's a feel good story, but that I mean, kind of bum, kind of bummed. Los Sombra didn't win. Because I think I think we're all waiting for him. I think it's I think we've been waiting for La Sombra or Rush, and Rush, Rush wasn't ready. He probably isn't ready yet. Yeah. And Sombra, where Sombra, I think you just think about all the matches you could put Sombra in, even though he's not a heavyweight. What trips me out about Sombra is it's such a simple innocuous name, Sombra, and there's nothing totally identifying as bad as outfit. It looks like. He looks but, like he's an ad. <laughs> a walking ad. Yeah, it's true, it's true. But you know, he doesn't look that different from... Yeah, yeah. Every- but his wrestling, you know, not, it's not corny, but it speaks for itself. I mean, he has a style all his own, and you know you're watching Sombra, and I, he just oozes char- charisma, and I, he's just like, I think my favorite, with Rush, he's my favorite in CMLL right now. Really? Mm-hmm. What about Negro Casas? No longer your well, favorite, and he's great actually. He's no, still he's great. great. He's great. Uh, no, Costa's always my fave. The thing with Sombra, and I think this is where, where it would change mm-hmm. the world title. They would have to dump the heavyweight part because I mean, Sombra. You could can you imagine all the good matches? He could wrestle Terrible a bunch of times. It would still be good matches. Oh yeah. He could wrestle um, Rush, Negro Casas. Well, and that's Bolador. Those aren't heavyweights, but still, I mean, yeah. Averno. Those guys. Who wouldn't want to see him wrestle those guys as exactly, singles? Exactly. And you know. 
losing the strap is just changing the story a little yeah. bit. Sombra's still around, but yeah. Um, yeah you, when, when you said how about uh, you know. Uh, the you know the two friends won the titles and different promotions on the same night. That sounds almost something you could make a movie out of. That you know the, the other thing. Wistful, the other know? thing I was thinking about is how this is. They technically broke up. They didn't have a breakup where it was like a like a, a rockers type of breakup. Right. But I mean, has there ever been a tag team that broke up where both guys ended up being the main guy of a promotion, like oh, the main champion? Different yeah, different promotions. Ah, uh, that's a good question. That's something I would like to know. I would be curious. Probably the Mega Powers. <laughs> yeah, the Mega <laughs> Powers. But they were go. they were champions before that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so. Well, like you know, you hear other stories. You're like, where, holy where crap! She... How do you remember the Mega Powers? <laughs> <laughs> well, you hear other stories about where one of them thrives and the other. Like, yeah, like, like Shawn Michaels yeah, the thrived and Marty Jannetty never did anything. Yeah. Yeah, see, or yeah. or like they never, or either guy never really like finds himself again. Like exactly. it's always exactly. Yeah. Um, that same card I should mention. Mm-hmm. There's an undercard guy named Kamora, mm-hmm. and I'm going to talk about this because this is really disturbing. He has tights that say "Eat this" in the back. What? Eat this in the back, and then like he has the tights have like these little pictures. The Cubs fan claims they're spoons. They don't look like spoons. They look like little sperm. <laughs> oh my! I mean, spoons don't have little like like little tail oh. looking things. So that's oh, been no. that's been my thing now on Twitter where I always have to point that out. No, yes, it's hilarious. Now, if we start incredibly strange wrestling, we're hiring him. Yes, the but, fact that but, he's no way he's per, he's bad <laughs> enough to do that. Eat this. Actually, there's a lot of stuff that happened on that card. Um, Bobby Zavala moved up to the special match of the card. I don't know if you know who he is. Yes, I do. Actually, yeah, you're oh. watching. Yeah, you're watching the yes. the, the, the Cadena Tres show. You're watching on the TWC mm-hmm. Deportes. Um, he's been working a lot of openers, but he's got a ton of talent. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who got moved up because of um, cool. Mysterioso Jr. hurt himself, so he took his spot. And then um, the, the the semi-main event was um, Reyes de the Atlantida mm-hmm. versus Los Invasores. Mm-hmm. And you got to... I think they'll... Yeah, they'll probably show that. They'll definitely show that match on... Um, you got to watch it when, when Cub Sam puts it up on YouTube. Um, Cranio absolutely destroys Guerrero Maya Jr. Really? He destroys him on a tope. Uh-huh. And then he just destroys him with, like, this pile driver. It's like this, like, this, like, it's just, a, like, the Michinoku driver type of thing. Where just, like, he drops him on his head. It just looks brutal. And oh, wow. Guerrero Maya Jr. is so good at selling and doing all that stuff. He just looks like he's dead in the... Another... It was really just a good, a good... Um, oh, wow. So, yeah. so... Not a, not a really particularly great match but it sounds like they're, they're just a great angle it's leading up to them defending the belts against them and mr aguila has cool makeup too i should make i love aguila's yeah. makeup yeah just, so it sounds like they're actively starting to find you know the problem the guys. problem with cmll is that they have a lot of talent mm-hmm. it's not the wrestlers it's oh, the no. booking no. it's the booking and it's the promotion that sometimes does a lot of weird shit like you just oh, hear it, all these complaints about all this stuff no, if you if you ask me just on the limited wrestling i watch who has the most talented uh, and uh, um, motivated wrestlers. I see CMLL. I mean, it's yeah. I, well, the most mo- motivated you got to watch um, IWRGs, like which we'll talk about undercard stuff. It's like those guys look like they're trying to like, make. They're trying to go from, <laughs> like Steve said, they're trying to go from ten bucks to fifteen bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, that was actually a pretty good. That I mean, it wasn't that great a card, mm-hmm. but it was it was entertaining. Passable, it, it, entertaining. It beats. It beats. It beats sitting around yeah. doing nothing. Uh, the other thing I want to mention, CMLL wrestlers went... Their trips to Japan. Yes. AAA was in Japan also, but it was a smaller card. The Wave promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I think they'll probably they'll probably release it at some point, but um, Sexy Star defended her Reina, the Reina's title. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phoenix was there. Um, what else was on there? Pretty much, pretty small card with a lot of the. It was it was mm-hmm. the, the wave promotion. It's a Japanese women's promotion, but CMLL sent Russian, Russian and Diamante Azul mm-hmm. for the World Tag League tournament. Yes, they. I think they won two of the first three matches, and then it went downhill after that. They just jobbed them out. They jobbed them out. Wow. It is. They went. I think they went two. I think I figured out it was like two and seven, and this is leading up from Nero Casas going two and eight in his um, trip. Which you know, wins and losses don't matter. Yeah, 
But I mean, it does kind of matter to the fans where they start noticing, hey, this guy. Yeah, this like, hey, these Mexicans never win. Yeah. Is what they're going to say. Yes. Why are we going to go watch these Mexicans if they're not going to win? Is there. WCW is, thing. Yeah. I, I was going to write something about, like, New Japan, how they're treating it, comparing it to WCW. Yes. Tell, tell, tell them don't have a, a new awakening of the Latino world order, please. Well, see, the, the, thing, the thing is, like, I think a lot of us always look at it like. Well, you know, they do this all the time mm-hmm. and all that. And it, it's true. But then you think about the potential. And the, where they're going to lose money at some point is the Fantastic Mania cards. Because mm-hmm. at some point, people are going to be like, why are we going to go watch La, uh, La Sombra, Russell, um, Rush, when La, Rush doesn't even, yeah. beat, doesn't even beat Yoshihashi? <laughs> you know? <laughs> is there just any buzz amongst the internet or any kind of... Yeah, a lot of complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's a lot of complaining about CML, all the guys jobbing. And well, you know the thing is, it's it's so it's it's so bad because in, in in CMLL, Tama Tonga, who's a, a, a lower card guy mm-hmm. in um in New Japan, is going to work the main event for the December fourteenth show, where he's the Copa Junior final with La Sombra. I'm, I'm hoping Sombra wins, I hope so. but I wouldn't be shocked if they let Tamatanga win. I saw Tamatanga win. He's oh, a guy. I mean, I like him. I like yeah, him. Yeah, I like him. Cool really look. charismatic. Uh, but and he won the tag team belts, too. Push so. him to the top right He's, now. And he won the world tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Compare that to... You know what they should do is have Diamante Azul and Rush win the belts then. Yes. Now, Diamante Azul, i got to admit, haven't seen much of him. What's your impression at this stage of the game? You know, people hate him. Yeah. Because, first of all, a lot of people hate him because of the, the gimmick. And then there's a lot of people who think he's careless, Mm -hmm. which he kind of is. Ah. But the carelessness he does is kind of cool because it looks so violent. (laughs) Because it's very violent. It looks very violent. I like him. I kind of like him. I I even like the Diamante Azul look. The blue and everything. Yeah, I think it looks cool. It looks cool. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck if it looks like Blue Demon, you know? This Fuck is, it, you know. There's a lot of guys who were. I mean, there's. It's only going to happen all the time. I mean, this, well, this, this sombra looks like the sombra from before, like Oro. What's the fucking big deal? Exactly. This this business, uh, the Strangler Lewis that we all know about, have read about, and is considered the greatest. I know a lot of people who do not know that he was a direct ripoff of another Strangler Lewis, uh, like twenty, yeah. thirty years. Earlier. Hulk Hogan and, was probably a ripoff of some other muscle head. You oh, know, exactly. It, it just depends on the guy looking better. There and, was know, another Dutch Mantel in the past too. Oh, really? Yeah. Which and there was another Doug Gilbert too. <laughs> We're just going by names. Going by, <laughs> hey, you know what? There was another Jack Evans. Once, yes, too. there was. Oh, that's true, Jack. <laughs> and he actually made television. He was on in, in but LA there was, wrestling. But no, it's interesting because I uh, I would love to ask Dutch Mantel like. Did because you know I can't remember what his real name is. Is it Wayne Cowan or something like that? But I was wanted to know, like, obviously, nobody just says, you look like a Dutch Mantel. I'm sure whoever gave him the name said, oh, I remember a guy years ago named Dutch Mantel. Uh, give him this name. I would love to know. Um, Danny this, Davis is yeah. another name that. <laughs> oh, oh, one, of the, one of the funniest things where uh, wrestling meets a whole other industry was, um, I, I don't know if you remember a, a metal band from the 80s called Wasp. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the singer's name was Blackie Lawless. Yeah. Well... When uh, um, I lived in Hollywood for a year, uh, my roommate Lloyd was, you know, not big in wrestling and just as big into heavy metal. And so we went to a lot of shows. Um, it's cool. I got to see Motley Crue before they were the big thing, and um, uh, they they did a great concert. But we went to see this new group called Wasp, and you know they do a couple of really kick-ass songs, and then. You know, they announce ourselves. Hello, we're Wasp. Uh, they introduce uh, the various members, and they says, "And I am the singer Blackie Gooseman." And Lloyd <laughs> and I look at each other, going, "What?" Go, and the funny thing is, he's this a guy with a nickname Blackie. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's the like tastiest looking guy I've seen him before. And um, we were just like. like so he started that, as Blackie Gooseman. Yeah, yeah. We said that can't be a coincidence, and. Uh, I can't remember. It wasn't that long he, before he became a uh, Blackie Lawless, but uh, Lloyd actually uh, met him at uh, backstage at a show a few years later, and he asked uh, Blackie Lawless about it. He said, "We remember when you were Blackie Guzman," and he says, "Oh yeah, my mother. She was a can-can dancer at this like, like really a, like nasty bar, this really dangerous bar somewhere. I think in El Paso." Yeah. Or, 
she says, and she said, the baddest man she ever met who uh, could kick anybody's ass was a wrestler named Blackie Gooseman. Wow. And he said, so I wanted to name, name myself after the baddest man my mother, mother ever knew. Have you ever heard about the joke about the guitarist for Wasp being an asshole? <laughs> I know. heard yeah. about it. That guy, uh, that comedian, Chris, what's, the comedian, what's his name? The comedian who did, did there's a joke there. You, you got, I'll, I'll, I'll look for it later. Yeah. We'll but, have it on the next episode of Lucha World. There is where he, um, he goes, it's this comedian guy who's like into comics and stuff. I think uh-huh. you might know him. He's like a big dopey dude. Uh-huh. He's, I think he was in one of the NBC shows for a while. Um, he does, he, he was, this, he was talking about going to a, a, a wasp concert and wanted to get his, um, the guitarist autograph. Chris Holmes, I think is a guitarist. Yeah. So he goes over and he asks him. He asked him, hey, can I get your autograph? And he told him, yeah, grow some tits. <laughs> so, then, so, then, so then the guy's like, so his joke is basically, look at me now. Because like, <laughs> he's like a chubby dude. But I, I just laugh every time I, I remember. Um, what's that guy's name? I can't remember his name. But I have, his, I have the, the CD of his, of his concert, which is really good. So yeah, anyway, um, I actually like Diamante Azul. I know he, I mean, I think he's not... I think the problem is he's not a main. He's not like a main event, yeah. Solo guy or a right. He's right. a guy who needs to be with somebody else. He's like a good working hand with. Yeah, a like I think him with Atlantis worked perfectly. Yeah, I dig the blue. Like when they team him up with Blue Panther Atlantis. No, I, I love dig, when they get a trio. I like it when they have like this cool similar look. But I can't. I don't think Diamantes will like if they put him like in a singles match versus Terrible. I'm not going to be that interested in it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they, it's just like... And even... I, I actually don't mind watching that. Because I know he'll he'll suplex him to death and stuff like that. Yes. Which is kind of cool, so... I'm a little more forgiving, too, as, as a <laughs> wrestling fan. Me, too. Yeah, so... um, Yeah, basically, Rush was the only one that kind of looked good. They, I've seen one of the matches. Mm-hmm. It was Rush and Diamante Azul versus... Yoshihashi and, ja- and Jado. Mm-hmm. And Jado does... He clowns around and does the flare bump. Right. Where he just falls flat in his face. He kind of looked like he was lazy. And you know, um, he was lazing it around. And um, Rush. Rush was the only one that kind of looked like he was really into it. And Yoshihashi was Yoshihashi. I don't think you've seen him, have you? No, I have not. He, Dave Meltzer. This is Dave Meltzer's impression of Yoshihashi. Uh-huh. For a guy who's been in Japan, who's been in Mexico, who's, who was in Mexico for about two years... He really couldn't work with the luchadors. And I'm like, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, well, you know, Dave, you clearly haven't watched Yoshihashi in Mexico because he wasn't very good in Mexico. I was just laughing how bad. It's funny. Well, I think, I think well, one thing to be said, even if you have a bunch of losses on your record, it sounds like Rush, from what you're saying, is still getting himself over. He's, he's still, he's still kind of like, he's still kind of respectable with the crowd. Diamante so because he's, he's, Far more limited. Yes. With the mask and the fact that yes. he doesn't do a lot of, he doesn't like interact with the crowd. Because I, I it remember, doesn't, you know, it doesn't work for him. Well, I, well, I, well, I do think wins mean something. I do think you can turn something like that around if the wrestler has established himself and got himself over. I remember yeah. when Bad News Alan Colge came here to um, L.A. The first week they jobbed him like crazy, which oh, was wow. a shocker. Uh, I remember even being shocked when I saw yeah. like one of the uh, I think it was Robert Gibson pin him. Robert him. Gibson or Ricky Gibson? Oh, uh, Ricky Gibson, huh? His brother. Yeah, one of them pinned Coach and the other pinned. Goliath. Oh, geez, they pinned both of them. <laughs> yeah, no, they both went over yeah. a singles match that night. I remember being really shocked, but then after that week, uh, I don't know. Maybe he was originally going to pass through town and just do the jobs. But so, yeah, he jobbed uh, regularly for a little while, but then, boom, they pushed him. Yeah. And he was, you know, in a time when L.A. was not doing that well, he really puts, you know, gave some fire to the L.A. territory. Well, see, see, the thing, I, I my problems, like, with Japan, with the new, the way New Japan uses the guys is that mm-hmm. you look at Rush and guys like that, they can work with, like, Tanahashi, and it's like, why not have something different every once in a while? Yes. It's always, like... Nakamura versus I know variety versus Tanahashi. I I mean, and I'm not I'm not arguing against that because I think those guys are fucking badass. Like mm-hmm. Naito and 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 Tanahashi's, eh, you know, he's he's charismatic. He's got that. And um, the the new guy, the Rainmaker mm-hmm. Okada, is really good. I mean, I'm fine with that. But like, you have some shows where it's like some spot show where like maybe like the only the diehard fans are gonna watch it on online. Mm-hmm. And they don't do that. They don't have like something different. Like maybe Rush versus like Naido or something. Naido was hurt, I think. Was I think. I think that's something wrestling today more than ever 
is really guilty of. Just they do a lot of the same stuff. Like AAA does the same thing. Like and you see the same people yes. year after year. They and got, it would be it'd be great if they could somehow uh, take a quarter of the crew and have. Thank to go God, Tejano Junior won. At least there's somebody different. <laughs> exactly. I exactly. I do. I mean, for all the stuff they talk about AAA being so more far more progressive than uh-huh. CMLL. I mean, look, Cibernético, Doctor Wagner Junior, Ali mm-hmm. Park, Macias, Hijo del Paraguayo. If you go through every card, it's the, the same yes. guys in the main event. They'll maybe throw in Phoenix in a trios match, but it's never like something completely different. Like now, you were telling me that uh, CML's kind of the same too, right? But, yeah. Now this was the year we had the new Mystico. <laughs> He's hurt. <laughs> Who's hurt? We have a Diamante Azul, the other you know the blue demon. And you were telling oh, me. Oh, and the, the other, um, they have Diamante, who looks like Santo, Hijo Santo. Oh, okay, yes, yes. Yeah, except he has like a little black here, so he sucks too. But. <laughs> yeah. um, you were telling me that CMLL is uh, spreading the word that there's going to be a new icon uh, that they're adding to the roster. A new luchador. 13. Yeah. But they, they, they posted the video, and all they do, CMLL, when they debut somebody, it's always like this black like shadowy look mm-hmm. and then like a bunch of laser lights on the back so you can't you all you see is like like the body and you start trying to figure out who it is so, so will he be will he be uh, el hombre sin cabeza no you see his head but oh, okay. i mean you see you just it's a shadow it's just a shadow and um like immediately people thought it was relampago mm-hmm. i think you might have seen him in triple a yes relampago but this guy doesn't have the, that amount of tattoos mm-hmm. that are up and he's and he's taller and then like you take away, all, like, Extreme Tiger, all these other guys who don't have that build. So then I, I, I tweeted, I joked that we should get um, Alexis, who posted the video. He's the... Alexis Elisar is the, the CMLL webmaster. He's mm-hmm. basically the do-it-all yeah. for their internet thing. And um, I posted, you know, maybe we should get Mihei to tickle him to death to let us know who it is. <laughs> so what Alexis told me was it's somebody who, um, who is very big. Who's a very a very good physique, mm-hmm. but very agile agile for his size. Uh-huh. So it might be somebody new, or it might be just somebody that's being regimmicked. Tinieblas yeah. Junior. Tinieblas Junior. <laughs> it's it's Solitario. They're gonna fix Solitario. <laughs> I, I I would laugh. I was gonna make this joke where I said maybe we should get Solitario. I might have made the joke. Maybe we should get them to remake Solitario and get it right this time. That's right. That's right. Well, I did hear a rumor that uh, he was found unconscious in his apartment, so they took him to the hospital and said he immediately needs a talent implant <laughs> so <laughs> i just love how these guys online said that so hijo solitario wasn't that bad oh my god based off the santo match and i'm like dude are you watching what santo's doing all solitario is doing which is really good on his part is playing to the crowd which is great mm-hmm. but that's basically larry zabisco's thing and all santo so all he has to do is position himself to get the tope Get back in the ring, maybe kick Santo a few times, Santo blades or whatever, mm-hmm. and then El Caballo, and that's basically it, you know. Hijo de Solitario is Mexico's answer to George Goulas. I mean, yeah, these are the you know, and George Goulas wasn't a second generation wrestler, but as far as people who were family members of wrestling folk. Hijo de Solitario was bad from day we one. We should stop talking about Hijo de Solitario. That's the one thing that people come, told us we were too harsh on him. Okay. <laughs> what a brilliant, yes. vivacious. Um, yeah. Well, we know he can't. We we can actually say he can't win the bodybuilding competition. That's the one thing we can say about Hijo de Solitario because he's. I like his build. That's all I like. Like I've always been had a thing mm-hmm. for like having wrestlers that look kind of stringy looking, like I think that's lanky, cool. lanky kind of looking dudes. Um, the bodybuilding competition. We should talk about that. Dark Angel finally won. Won again for the seventh time. <laughs> I was you just say, she finally won. Yes, for the seventh time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was because I was waiting for her to finally win again this year. <laughs> I, I, I miss the days when like Lola Gonzalez and La Serenita was in those. I I, I just love their their muscular look. I mean, they they were in bodybuilding competitions for CMLL. Yeah, they, have, they had those all back the girls then. Were, yeah, oh really? I yeah, didn't know. They and were... they looked nice too. I mean, yeah, they looked lovely. Well, now they what they do is they paint, they bronze themselves so they don't look as oh Christ. they look they look bronze. So uh, gold. Feet. Then they had Sombra win the 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 big the the advanced stage. Yes. And then they had the five finalists win, go in out to win the to be to show who the the Mister the Mister Absolute. Mm-hmm. Um, Sombra won Mr. CMLL mm-hmm. there was a Mr. Absolute and the winner was you would think Sombra would win you know because yes. he's the main guy 
they gave it to a mid-card guy named Sensei. Really? Yes. It was like the funniest That's thing. Odd. Yes. But the big story of that was um, one of the midgets that, that got third place uh-huh. threw his trophy into the crowd. Oh! <laughs> into the stands. Oh! Not the crowd, into the stands. He just threw it. one of the midgets? It. Yes, one of the midgets. Ooh, one of the do midgets. we know which one? Pequeño Halcón. I love it. Okay, I want to yes. hire him. Yes, it was hilarious. I want to I wanna do an ongoing thing where he, he, he comes into promotions Win something. Win something. Yeah, he said, just he throws it throws to the crowd because he, he's not happy about it. And just throw. He's a shitty worker. Though, it, it, it'd be like when I was a little kid, the Soupy Sales show. I, it's like at the end of, end of the show, Soupy Sales. Somebody would always throw a pie in his face to end yeah. the show. I would love to have the show uh, show end with a. Uh, Pequeño Halcón just winning winning the trophy and just throwing going, a trophy ah. and it hits somebody in the head every time. Oh, oh, it hits John Stossel in the side of the head every time. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's obviously worked the whole yeah. bodybuilding thing. Um, but Relampago, the AAA guy, was at that show. That's why the rumor about him possibly. Oh, okay. He was there, and apparently two other guys, uh, independent guys, were there, and I think one of them might have been Dennis. Uh-huh. The former Dennis out of AAA, but which cool. I think he would be awesome in um, CMLL. You've seen Dennis, right? Yes, I've seen Dennis. Yeah. I, I like Dennis. Actually. Yes, Dennis is yeah. really good. I like Dennis. I think I, it's so I, funny they got to change his name though. Well, how about Dennis the Menace? Oh like, yeah, and then like have him like have the little have the little cowlick guy's <laughs> hair yellow blonde. Yes, and we'll have him come in overall with a slingshot. <laughs> and you don't see him out. They will do it. Yes, a slingshot in his pocket. That would be hilarious. His manager would be Mr. Wilson. You know who would do that? Monterey would do that. Oh, Monterey would do phone that. Phone Get them on the phone. Yes. Get them on the phone. Do you hear about uh, Monterey? Um, the Yaves y Candados crew, no. the people who run shows in uh, Monterey, mm-hmm. they went to Orlando. They were trying to get um, Hulk Hogan to work a show in uh, Monterey. Oh, I did. They're the ones. Cause I heard yeah. somebody saying uh, yeah. a, a lucha promoter was yeah. trying to get Hogan. My son's friend is crazy. That's what I like about him, though. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that about him. I like crazy people. I like oh, the fact. That's you awesome. know, the thing is, like, I think when you promote and you're not doing it well, mm-hmm. you just got to do what you can, like, just to figure out a way to, like, draw. Well, I'm, I'm sure you think the worst they can say is no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I so guess I, I think when, that's, that's, when you're a little crazy. You got to admire that. I always admire what he's always trying to... <laughs> it's great. I, I always dig that. But they're trying to get Hulk Hogan, but Hulk Hogan pretty much said he can't wrestle. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to figure out they could at least just get him to show up and do an autograph Yeah, signing, that would probably draw something. Which is a lot of money. I mean, I don't know how they're going to make money off of I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It probably wouldn't be the wisest choice. Yeah. Well, I mean, AAA could barely afford Kurt Angle. <laughs> okay, you know how how old we're getting. Yeah. Uh, there's a buddy uh, of mine, Umberto, who we talk wrestling a lot and stuff, and something about Hulk Hogan we mentioned, and this girl who's my bad, probably out twenty one, twenty two, says, "Who's that?" I think Leatherface is showing up to our. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we <laughs> I hear a chainsaw in the back. We hear a chainsaw. Leatherface is coming in. <laughs> we're debuting Leatherface in That's the right. Lucha World podcast. Yeah, so how old was she? 20, like 20, 21, yeah. 22. I and mean, she said, who's that? Who's Hulk Hogan? Yes. You know what I, I got a kick out of like about three or three years ago, three or four years ago? Mm-hmm. I was at a family party, mm-hmm. and one of my um, aunt's brothers, we're talking about, um, he's, he's an older guy. He was talking about, because they know what I do, and they're like, like so where's, where's, um, where's Hulk Hogan? And I go, oh, he's still around. And he's like, where's he at? Where's he at? Um, what about that Kurt Angle guy? Where's he at? Yes. And I go, I go. They're in Impact, um, TNA, and they like, they're like TNA, tits and ass. And I go, <laughs> I go, no, total not knockout, uh, non stop, total knockout, total non stop. See, even I go, we don't uh, watch it enough. Well, no, I'm actually, I've been starting. Yeah. It's actually not that bad. That's what we're hearing. Well, but no, I, I, I heard somebody say something about a month or so at work too. He said, whatever happened to Kurt Angle? And I said, he's in TNA, and they're like, they're going like, what's that? What's that? And I told them. They said, oh, I didn't know there was another wrestling show. <laughs> You know, it's so funny. Like, I have you seen Jeff Hardy on that show? He looks creepy. Really? He wears you like know, this I... paint, and it looks like he's like a like a like a like a, like like he's dead, and then he just wakes up, and it's like I think they have wow. him doing deep thought too. I think they have him like doing deep thought. I've heard of that. I heard yeah, that. I've heard that, and that's kind of weird. I, you know what? I'll have to have to DVR that just. I don't know, but it's kind of cool. Like when they do the deep thought thing, I was watching. I'm like, dude, is, are they doing like a deep thought thing with Jeff Hardy? Because it's like, because it's like, I should be champion forever. They should have me, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Very innovative thing. Um, I guess we should start talking about IWRG since you actually watched it. Yes, like I said uh, last time we did a podcast, I committed to watching some IWRG. 
Um, he skipped the cage match, I should tell That's people. right. I said, eh, what's the big deal? No, I am going to be watching it because I, I... The I, big deal, Oficial Factor dropped his mask. Yes. And revealed himself to be Cesar Caballero. Yes. Now. You're like, who the... IWRG, <laughs> the match, I saw three of the matches. And I really enjoy IWRG from what yeah. I saw. Uh, I told you. I told you 15 yeah. years ago. You did. No, no, I just I told you like 12 years ago. You've been telling me forever that yeah. I should be watching this, and I should be watching this. I think everybody should be. Um, th- this is a breath of fresh air. Uh, There's such a difference between the three promotions. Like it's, it's yes, it's entertaining. One, that's that's arena knuckle pen. Yes, we're done. I think that's a great place to televise matches. Yes. Triple um, A thinks that too, so they actually book shows there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whoever's filming it, my biggest gripe, and I say it all the time, is I hate how crazy folks in AAA and EML, CMLL go with their cameras, yeah. doing all these wacky side shots or cameras. Oh, God, you should have... That show that I was talking about, CMLL, mm-hmm. they kept doing this... Um, during the Terrible Sombra match, I should mention this, they kept doing the shot where they would go to the action, then they would show this fan ringside who was a fan of Terrible. Mm-hmm. Non-stop. And I was like, I want to fucking kill this guy yes yes <laughs> I didn't say fucking I, somebody well, I'm far more I'm far more potty mouth on this show it's true it, it's motherfucking true yes we're gonna be motherfucking cursing all yes. the time uh, yeah. the Samuel L. Jackson's of podcasting that's right that's right <laughs> yes yeah. seriously though I mean yeah it's like whoever is the head of production at CMLL and AAA must have a bad, bad, bad case of ADHD and no Ritalin because they're always doing shot after shot after shot of people in the crowd or they try to come up with some really in, you know, inventive camera angle like from above the ring. And yeah, yeah. You don't have time to see the wa- the match. It's like the yeah. screen is practically flashing before you. Or they show you the women a bunch of times, which yes. I, don't, I don't mind now, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, IWRG, I mean, I, I wouldn't say the cameramen are perfect, but they just have like three vantages. Yeah. Uh, to There's see actually two shows, two different shows. That one's the AM, AYM, that was the Sunday show, right? The AYM sports yes. show. And then there's the one that's um, TVC Deportes. The difference between the shows is that TVC Deportes has the, the announce crew is really good. Oh, really? They have a really, really? with um, Jose Manuel and um, Bernardo. Um,. Now, and this the, other dude I, I don't remember yeah, The matches I saw I saw a match with Alan Extreme What you think of Alan Extreme? I liked him quite a bit He tags with um, Black Terry Every so often And um, Bombero Infernal mm-hmm. They're the new Temerarios Oh really? Yeah Black Terry brought up mm-hmm. the, the, the Temerarios re- a couple, Like a year ago And it was like This crew of new younger guys And they weren't very good uh-huh. And they made the switch to these guys, and they were so oh, much. No way. Yeah, That's they cool. look so much better. Like, well, Bombero Fernandez is a veteran. He's been around a long I've time. I've heard his name forever. Yeah. Uh, and teaming with him was Cart Brava Jr., who I really, really yeah. enjoyed watching. Yeah, I love watching this guy's mat work. This guy does some really creative holes. I, I, I always dig when one of those guys goes to like another promotion. Because mm-hmm. like CMLL, you notice Guerrero Maya Jr. The difference between him and all the other guys. Right. Because yes. he was in, he was trained within that IWRG group. Exactly. Each, each region will have their own yeah, flavor. So, so you see the difference. And yeah, and you know, there's a lot of guys who will do kind of the same hold for hold in a lot of lucha matches. This guy has some really clever, like uh, you know, holds counter holds, like you know, funky wrist locks that go into a whip or something kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, and he's a good heel, uh, Carter Bravo Jr. I, I want to see more of this cat. Uh, and they were teaming with a Japanese guy, Eita. Eita Kobayashi. Yeah. Uh, versus Was it Eita Kobayashi? Eita. It just says Eita. Eita, yeah, Eita. Dragon Gate. He's from Dragon Gate. Versus Avisman, Cerebro Negro, and Dynamic Black. Uh, this was a really, really solid Avisman. Avisman is one of those mid card guys who's really good. Um, mm-hmm. He did a, a couple years ago, he did a gimmick where he was Americanized. Oh, so, no yes, way. Yes, it was the Gringos um, VIP. Uh-huh. Hijo del Diablo was the leader of the group. Actually, it was Gringo Loco, a, an Illinois guy, mm-hmm. and um, Hijo del Diablo. I don't know if you've seen Hijo del Diablo cut promos. No, I he's a, he does a lot of radio DJing. I think mm-hmm. like he's, he's I think he's done that stuff. So he cuts promos like really fast, 
mm-hmm. like the old school radio DJ, like like really just fast paced and everything. So then he would like all of a sudden do um, um he would do like a, thank you very much, thank you very much. Uh, how are you doing? How are you doing? He like doing all the like uh-huh. the the wrong right. yeah or hot dog hot dog <laughs> hot dog hamburger. <laughs> and so this guy, all this guy would do, Alice man, all he would do was yes. Yes, that was his whole thing in the in the group. He would be like, "Yes, yes." <laughs> Gringo Loco would cut the promos like tonight in Arena Nakapa, and then like uh, Iholdiawa would do the hot dog hamburger. Thank you very much. <laughs> like when like Roddy Piper wrestled the under a mask as the Canadian. Clinton. Yes, he is a Canadian who cannot speak any English. Oh yes, so because, Black Ordnance... because a lot of Canadians can't speak. English. That's right, and so Black English. Ordnance says, uh, "You listen to me, right?" And goes, "See, Mike Screw, see, Mike Screw." <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, Avisman, uh, Cerebro Negro, and Dynamic Black. Cerebro Negro is another guy who's been there for a long time. You missed the Cerebro... I think you might see, might have seen them. The Terrible Cerebros. Mm-hmm. The, the terrible um, brains where it's um, Cerebro Negro, mm-hmm. Dr. Cerebro, who I think you have seen, and Black Terry. That's yes, the I trio. Have, I, I probably the, probably one of the best trios in Mexico yeah. the last of the wow. last 10 years, 12 years. <laughs> I have a reason to watch Lucha regularly again. Yes, this there's week. a lot of stuff you could find online too, and I have a bunch of stuff too on. And DVD. they're 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 getting something uh, uh, turning because uh, the Rudos dine, uh, um, dominated the first two falls, uh-huh. and it was really cool. The second fall, they're just dominating them. No sign of a comeback, and boom. A comeback happens really fast, and uh, all the Rudos were pinned in less than a minute. It was, oh, really? It was very cool looking. How it just didn't do the standard thing where they break out into the high spots and you know have uh, the Rudos on the run for about five minutes before beating them. This came out of nowhere; like everything blew up in their face. You know, there's another Carter Brava Jr. <laughs> yeah, in fact, in fact, when I went to research him, I, yeah. there was the thing they had, on, they started a feud between them. Yeah, and Lucha Wiki, they were talking about. Uh, there's two guys who claim to be Carter. Yeah, Brava they Jr. they were going to run a feud between them. I think they're still That'd running be it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, it, it was really cool. The final fall, uh, uh, obvious man was uh, pinned. I can't remember if it was Carter Bravo or Alan Extreme who pinned him. But, uh, you know, it was a typical thing where, you know, the baby faces uh, did the dives and then it looked like Obviousman was going to take the win. And after he gets pinned, he's just kind of laying in the corner selling his injuries. And uh, Cerebro Negro and Dionomic Black just kind of walk over to him and just kind of look down at him, you know, with neither an expression of sympathy or, or, or <laughs> hatred. They just kind of look at him. And then they walk away. It's a real <laughs> subtle thing where it looks like they're going to build up to something. Yeah, if yeah. that's what they're doing, it was awesome. Um, then, one of the one of your favorite teams, and now one of my favorite teams, Los Oficiales. Yeah. AK-47 and Oficial Fierro against Ryan and Spartan. The Commando Elite. Commando Elite. Yeah. They used to be part of the Oficiales when, um, when they started expanding their group. But then they split up because there was some... I think one of the guys might have been hurt that, around mm-hmm. that time. So they had to bring in a, a third guy. Then they brought in a fourth guy. Then they brought in... It was like, <laughs> it was like six guys, so they broke them up. And they started feuding. Wow. Sounds like I yeah. almost had their own heart family yeah. there for a moment. Yeah. But uh, just visually, these guys with the hoods, uh, the Commando Elite, those are some of the coolest masks. Yeah. So... Am I right? It seems like there's a theme in IWRG. They love to put cool uh, duos and trios together. Like yeah, then they, but they're also quick. They're, they also have no problem like breaking them up, yeah. doing other things with them. It's like every year you have like a different guy being pushed to the top. Mm-hmm. You know what's cool about this year is that they've been using a lot of their, their talent more than the and, and independent guys. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the past, they would have always pushed the independent guys far more often. Yes. A lot of the independent guys have been more regular in, um, in IWRG. So they've they've actually had far. I, I've kind of enjoyed it more. Yeah, this is real. I, this is a fun show to watch. I yeah. urge everybody to watch. It's always this. been like, if you go back to like 1998 when we first started, and even before that, I'm guessing. But I mean, it was always fun just to watch yeah. all the different and a lot of the groups, all the a lot of the guys in that group. They they're still around. They just re gimmick them. Like the mm-hmm. Oficial Fierro, yes, was Millonario, who was a good mid card guy in the in the oh. in the late nineties and early two thousands. And I remember, you know, I was, a- and he was a, he was one of the megas, another great 
another great trio, the Megas. Well, in fact, I, the only other time I'd seen Officiales was uh, a year or two back when they made an appearance on the AAA show that yeah, was televised. This, I just this, thought, these guys are awesome. And People should know, Kurt List, five minutes away from me, has access to like 30,000 years, 30,000 DVDs. <laughs> and doesn't ask for anything. <laughs> and when he asks for it, he doesn't watch it. <laughs> I should just tell people, and it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, then what we have to do is Kurt has to make a commitment. It's all on show. YouTube now, so it's like it's not that big. Yeah, but I still need to make the commitment. I still have to sit down and watch it. If I did not make that IWRG commitment, yeah. I guarantee you this show, I would say, eh, you know, I really got to watch some of this someday. <laughs> I will do that until I implant it in my head. But see, at least you're trying. Like Not like Dave and Brian who don't even... The, they don't have the, time. And the thing is... They don't have time. First of all, I understand they don't have time. They cover too much. They cover, they cover too, too much. And things. then like... It's like... That and then when they do the podcast, they don't really know a lot of what's going on. So it's like you're... Right. You know, you can make stuff up. I mean, for all we know, the Cubs fan and Dr. Lucha are making stuff up. We should make up a and fake... And Brian. We should make up a fake promotion and say they're having... <laughs> you know... <laughs> There's a town called Agua Fria in Oaxaca. And you do know that's probably happening in Mexico all the time anyway. Yeah. <laughs> did we ever talk about that one show? Yeah, I think we did. That one show that was going to feature like WWE, CMLL, and AAA wrestlers in uh, Mexico. This sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, they were going to run a show. Somebody made a poster for it. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. people were like falling for it. Oh, that's cool. I, I don't think people showed because everybody... AAA was very quick to say that that it wasn't true. Yeah. And like a couple of it's one of those things where before the internet, I bet you could have got a lot more people buying it for a long yeah. time before everybody figured out it was a, a hoax where the internet somebody's going to jump in early and say, yeah. oh, "This ain't happening." Yeah, but it's like you have so much, and then you have the WWE fakes in Mexico. Mm-hmm. We should start the Impact fakes, <laughs> fake, <laughs> fake Jeff Hardy, fake um, Bobby Roode. It would probably it probably draw less. <laughs> I, I think the most fun would be coming up with a fake Kurt Angle. Fake Kurt Angle, yeah. just like being calm. <laughs> yeah, being very calm. Somebody with a big paunch and uh, yeah. Well, they did have a fake Kurt, Kurt Angle. This time Hernandez. Oh yeah, Hernandez true, was a true, fake Kurt Angle. We could do better than that. I think we could actually make him even create worse. <laughs> so much creativity there. Yes. Very cool. Well, I think we covered a lot. You didn't cover the cage match because you didn't want to watch it. I didn't cover the cage match because I ran out of time. Although yeah. I, I am going to watch it. Although I will say. Cage matches aren't your thing. They aren't my thing, and especially uh, when I saw the little, uh, you know, photo on the YouTube clip. You saw his picture, and you thought, eh, I saw, he's such I an ugly looking dude." <laughs> I saw a ladder in the middle of the ring. I thought I did. A ladder? Was I hallucinating again? For AAA? Not for AAA. For, for IWRG. IWRG. A ladder. I could swear, you know, I didn't actually open and watch it, but in the little uh, thumbnail, uh-huh. I could swear I saw like a, uh, or maybe it was the chains or something like that, but. Something funky was yeah, there. Yeah, there was probably something. Yeah, but you know, probably I, the way they took. That's the just me through and through. I don't know. Yeah. No, you you're put, just complaining. You're you just, put you you're, put cages, uh, straps, and uh, chains in it, and I kind of lose interest. <laughs> <laughs> you like the traditional stuff. You like the old school wrestling. That's right. Tradition. You want these guys to wrestle barefoot. <laughs> Go back in time. <laughs> tights. Why are these guys wearing tights? Tarzan claws. <laughs> Okay, well, there you Any, are. Anything else you got you want to discuss? I think that's about it. But, you know, I have mentioned... You don't want to discuss the pro wrestling Noah situation and how it's falling apart? <laughs> nah, I didn't even know what it was, and I don't even yeah. care for that matter. You don't really care? Nah. You don't care Noah is dying? I do not care. This could pretty much kill the wrestling business in Japan forever. No, just kidding. Yeah, it, it, actually, it actually might improve it because I think it. I think there are another promotion that was going with a lot of the same well, stuff. Well, from what I hear, you know how I said there's uh, as many pharmacies as there are Starbucks in uh, Cabo San Lucas? I think there's even more wrestling promotions than there are Starbucks in Japan. Uh, in Japan. Yeah, Yeah. you know, the thing. I think the only thing that will end up happening is... You know, the only thing that's funny is that All Japan is still around. <laughs> you don't hear the... Uh, that, that's yeah, one, Noah was the one that was supposed to be, like, honestly, killing them. Oh, God, for several years, I really... Ex- Expected All Japan to really not even exist in name. Yeah. I didn't think they're not that bad now. They're pretty no. good. Like the last the last two three years, they've been pretty good. Well, what what what, what I'm going to suggest uh, we might do on sh- uh, future shows, or we could do it on Slam and Stam. Um, 
Yeah, Slam and Stan. I'm so sure Dan and, and Bix and Ryan are going to enjoy us talking about oh, yeah. well, Japanese well, this wrestling. Is, this, is, this is neither American wrestling or lucha, but... Are you going to get around to watching Ice Ribbon? <laughs> <laughs> I did watch some of that. Oh, you did? Ice Ribbon! Fucking rules. Oh, you did like so it? So cool. You yes. liked it? Oh, wow. Yes! Oh, my God, that is awesome. Kurt likes watching little girls wrestle. <laughs> uh, not for any perverted thing. Yeah. It's just so freaky. It's like, yeah. one, when when I was a little kid and uh, me and my friends were watching wrestling, at the commercial, we'd run to the bedroom and start hurling each other over the bed, yeah. body slamming each other. It, you know, it's just. It's well, I remember when I was like 12 years old, I tried to put a figure four leg lock on a friend of mine. Oh, that's great! Yeah. <laughs> I was like trying to see if he would break it. <laughs> he got, started crying. He got mad at me for, for trying it. But what my proposition was. Apparently, you're supposed to cooperate when doing that whole <laughs> <laughs> Your friend didn't know to put his hands out and go, ah! No, apparently, like, apparently twisting somebody's leg isn't, like, oh. <laughs> it's not supposed well, didn't he have to, didn't he know that all he has to do is turn over on his belly yeah. and you would be hurt? Yes, I know, pain? seriously. Didn't he watch the, all the flare matches? Exactly. I mean, it's there... his own fault for watching WWF. Exactly. Would have known exactly. this if he watched the NWA. See, yeah. WCW could have saved him from, yeah. from getting old in old life. Yeah. Uh, no, my proposition was a few months ago, I bought a... Uh, the book El Gran Martin, mm-hmm. which was, is a book that is over Savin, uh, Savin, Savin, seven hundred. Savin, isn't he? Isn't he wrestling uh, right. in TNA? Savin, 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 or or maybe I'm just trying to do Siete. a really horrible Mexican accent. Oh, I saw seven of them. Setecientos. No, over seven hundred pages. A uh, book devoted to Titanes and El Ring, and the legacy of Martin Cardigan. Now. 130 of those pages uh, represent an encyclopedia of almost all the characters that ever were in Titanis and El Ring. Yeah. Not only that, the encyclopedia covers each TV season of Titanis and El Ring. Oh, wow. It does like a synopsis. Have you ever seen that the MOOC, Japanese MOOC book? No. It's this book that has all the, all the pictures of all the wrestlers. In, no. in the world I have a couple of those I'll show you one. Oh I'd love to see those sometime um, If I ever find it <laughs> But um Yeah but it has like Little bios on them It's really cool It just has all the pictures I love stuff it's like a, that it's a, it's a cool way Before the internet Before the Before everybody started Posting everybody's name online Yes That was a good way To like find out Who, who everybody was From Japan well, I remember there, there was a There was one that came out In the early 80s Where they do An international thing Where they would Show a lot of the Current trends From Mexico And you know, you'd see all the guys that you don't normally see, like Rocambole and Stuka. Yeah, yeah, that's... One of my tape sources sent me that for free one time. Oh, how cool. And then um, I bought one off High Spots once, too. So Those were fun. Yeah, those were really cool. So what I was thinking, obviously, you know, we've made jokes that uh, when I can't sleep, I'm going to ask you to come over and read to me at my bedside as I try to fall asleep. Since I don't speak Spanish, you could read the Grand Martin book to me. Hopefully. Yes, this, you said this before Before you told me it was 700 pages. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, since obviously I'm not going to ask you to do the 700 pages, I think what we should do each show is we should take one of the characters... And talk about them. Talk about them. Trans- yeah. Translate what it says, because they cover all their gimmicks from uh, the Invisible Man to Don Quixote and Peppino the We could Clown. do that about luchadors, too, you know. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Have a little synopsis. Just talk about one guy every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like how we're doing this during the podcast. That makes it even more fun. It's great when we're doing something we probably shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Not illegal, but, you know, still pushes the envelope. Yeah, yeah. You should end it now. We do it on the end. We should you're, end you're, it. It's, al- it's almost exactly one hour long, except for that one, uh, five, four, three. Okay, see you guys next time. <laughs>